Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's go to my uh, good friend, our good friend, Eric Cam, the professor of macroeconomics at Ryerson University. Professor Cam comes on this program regularly to share information with us on what economic matters really mean to you and me in the marketplace on a daily basis. What we do know is, let me just run by this by you for a second. January is inflation past 5%, not seen in 31 years. The consumer price index rose fastest since the CPI introduced was introduced 23 years ago. Shelter costs are up faster, fastest pace in 32 years. Groceries up 6.5% January of this year over January of last year. Professor Cam, I know you want to say something about what Mr. Trudeau said, so go ahead. Well, what I don't understand, Roy, and thanks for the forum, is that you have a prime minister that in previous speeches, I've heard him use terms like cultural sensitivity. And I've never seen somebody more culturally insensitive. I don't understand. It's, it's like his radar goes off when he says, I'm speaking to a Jewish MP. Maybe I should bring up the most horrifying thought to a Jewish person. And I, I, it's like you say, you shake your head. I shake my head, too. I mean, everybody has the little voice in their head where they know there are some things you just never utter out loud. But you know what? This guy seems to hear the voice and says, I think I've got carte blanche to say them. And I feel bad for Ms. Lanceman and I feel bad for the Jewish community, me included, although I, I don't represent all Jewish people, but I think I can speak on behalf of all Jewish people when I can say, Mr. Prime Minister, smarten up. You're in charge of a country with almost 40 million people. You've just got to be better. Do you ever... As a Jewish person, somebody who knows you're Jewish, not that it should matter, but somebody who knows you're Jewish, have you ever run into a situation where someone in a position of significant authority and power and influence has said such a thing to you? You know what? It's happened twice in my life as an adult. And of course, I will redact the names because I don't like lawsuits. But once when I was on the job market, I was a newly minted PhD applying at a university in Ontario. And all of a sudden, the chair of the department looked at me and stopped me in mid-sentence and said, wait a minute, you're a Jew. And I said, I am. And he said, that's funny. I don't see any horns. And oh. I didn't appreciate that. And then once uh, in a professional sense, I was part of a group of people that passed something that wasn't terribly popular to a particular person. And this person wrote a very famous um, email stating that the reason that this was passed was because of the two Jewish people who sat on a committee and um, and that's why this happened. So, you know, m maybe I should say thank God that in my 54 years on the planet, it's only happened twice. Or maybe I should say, damn it, in 54 years on the planet, it's happened twice. But anti-Semitism is not brand new. Sadly, it's not going anywhere. It just finds new forms of ugliness and new ways to creep into the society. And it's creeping into our society increasingly. It's, it's creeping into our society increasingly, and I know we weren't going to schedule to talk about this, but, you know, now you have all new sectors of people who walk around and say, well, I don't hate Jewish people. I just don't believe there should be a state of Israel, and I'm all for throwing it into the Red Sea. And, you know, this is nothing more than veiled anti-Semitism. This is nothing more than a hatred of Jewish people. You can, you know, there's that expression that you can put an old dress and so you can wrap anti-Semitism in all the new fancy language you want, but 
It's like love. You know it when you see it. You know it when you hear it. And unfortunately, it's alive and well in Canada. I know we think we're better than some places, and in some ways we are. And sadly, as our prime minister likes to remind us, in some ways, Roy, we're not. Yeah. Let's get on to economics. What level of concern do you have about the Canada of today as far as economic realities are concerned and where we're headed? We're seeing the stats that come out of Statistics Canada. Some are uh, disputing them, saying they're actually quite conservative with their numbers. What are you seeing? What, what's your level of concern? Well, my level of concern is high, and it's nice that we're talking about the future because I think we've spent the last two years talking about the pandemic and what it's done to the economy. And that's, of course, what we should be doing. But, you know, everything passes in the long run and the pandemic will pass. And so we are not as concerned as economists about what is going to level off and what is going to return to pre-pandemic levels. What scares me, Roy, are the things that we know are not going to return to pre-pandemic levels. So when you look at any forecasts of growth over the next 25 to 30 years, and I've looked at many of them going to even 2045 and 2050, they're talking about nothing more than one to one and a half percent growth per year. And that's due to things that are what we call structural. They're not going anywhere. We are going to have a population problem. We have a baby boom cohort that sadly is not going to be with us 25 or 30 years from now. And the only way that we're going to maintain our labor force is through immigration. The good news is, is that there is a lot of immigration and immigrants are highly educated right now. So we've got to try to foster that. But any way you look at it, what ha the pandemic has done some structural damage to the economy and it's never going to get better. Not in the timeline that you and I are talking about today. Our dollar is not going to get above 80 cents US. In terms of uh, fiscal policy, we are never, with a capital N, going to get out of the deficits we are in today. And are they manageable today? They're manageable today because interest rates are where they are. But when interest rates start to rise, and that's coming, they're going to be much less manageable. And then in terms of my passion, monetary policy, I don't mean to bore the prime minister, he has no use for this. But in terms of monetary policy, you're going to see interest rates rise. I think they're going to settle around 1.75 to 2%. And that's going to calm down spending. It is going to calm down the housing market. But in a sense, it's also going to calm down growth. So what I look at, Roy, is I try to, I try to disentangle what has the pandemic given us that is not going to go away. And those are the factors that I see. So for the next 20 to 25 years, we're going to stay in uh, significant, two words, and uh, record debt, essentially, because the debt will incur more debt uh, through interest payments, as I understand it. And uh, and we're not going to be doing much better or any better individually unless we get our backsides into gear and find a way to do things that may be a little bit unconventional. So what can you say to somebody who's a free-thinking, entrepreneurial, free-spirited individual who says, I want to prove this wrong, at least for myself. What do you say to them? Well, first of all, I think I want to tell people to keep the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit alive because it's all we have. But I think that much like many other countries, and I don't like to put this forward, it's time to buy and sell Canadian. We have got to get our act together and we look, have to look no further, Roy, than the energy sector. And we have to remind ourselves that this is an area that we should have a comparative advantage. That is an area that we economically can do better and can do more efficient. And so I take energy just as a, as a micro 
detail of what the economy has to do. It has to come back. It has to remember what is this economy? We are a staples economy. We are a service economy. And we have to start going back to doing the things that we do well and do them better than other countries so that they will want to buy what we have to sell. But we are so not dependent on other countries going forward. And we need to put the stuff on the market. And we do know that certain countries, I think an increasing number of countries, are returning to fossil fuels because they have no other option. And we have scads of that. And that energy is going to be needed in the world for a long time to come, certainly longer than the 20 to 25 years we're talking about today. Well, that's right. And that's why I tend to, you know, I, I be, I'm hard on the energy sector because I think it's the greatest example in this country of a raw natural resource that we have naturally in abundance that we let it go to hell in a handbasket. And, you know, if we can just turn that around, if we can take energy and fix energy, then I think in a way that it, it's going to lead the way for the rest of the country to say, all right, we do know how to do this because we had growth for the better part of 30 years. The pandemic threw us off the tracks, Roy, but we can get back on the tracks. We just have to do what Canada does best and do it better than the rest of the world. And when we did that, we were an economic superpower. And we've got to get back to that. Staples, selling, exports, that's what we have to do. And stop buying 750,000 barrels of foreign oil every day. Amen. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 